Hello everybody and welcome to Saturday. Yes, it's Saturday. A week before I go on retreat. I don't know if there will be a podcast next week, but there might be one from my retreat. So, how has your week been? How has today been so far? Now, this week's subject is something we all know about. We don't all like, but we all know about it. Some of us think, Asher, what can you do? It can be really good. So what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about social media. Yeah, the wonder of the non-physical connection between people. Now, most of us, not everybody, has either a Facebook page, a Twitter account, an Instagram account, or some form of website. The younger group have also got Snapchat, blogs, vlogs, and many, many more ways to have a non-physical connection with people. Now, take a step back. In themselves, these sites can be very enlightening and positive. However, there are many of us beginning to see a more dark, negative or downright evil side to them. We make comments when we hear the negative side of social media. Well, why don't they shut these sites down? Why not block these people from their sites? Where are their parents? Why aren't they monitoring what their children watch or connect with? To these people, I would like to say, get a grip of yourself. Stop blaming other people. Those of you who have sites, learn how to use them. Those of you who have children using these sites, learn what they're watching. Stop blaming the person or persons that have the sites. Except those who are evil and just downright rotten. You know, because it's not all of them that are the ones making the snide comments or the rude or insulting remarks. They're not all the same people posting weird and disgusting or humiliating pictures or videos. Don't blame parents who don't know one end of a computer from the other or who can barely turn a laptop on to do a Word document or an Excel sheet and just about know how to save a document somewhere on their desktop because they can't remember where they saved the last one. Now, however, that doesn't negate their responsibility to be vigilant and to put boundaries in place in order for their kids to be safe, including themselves. Now, we know what social media is and how people today can keep in touch with their families and friends and and other people. It should be a place of safety where we can share what we want to share without being assaulted or threatened with violence, humiliated or crudely badgered and bullied, where they end up being insecure, sad, isolated, terrified, brought to the brink of suicide or even thinking about it, or worse still, ending their life. So today I would like to take a look at the effects of social media with regards to what it does to our mental health. However, in my usual way, first of all, I'm going to share with you a little song. Enjoy. inside my head Telling me to say the words I've never said For fear that if I tried I might be denied
So these words I never spoke Too afraid that if I tried that I'd be choked I'm too wrapped up in thought To take the chance I've got So what am I to do? Together what dreams will come true What am I to do When the day is through You're the book I never read Another one instead Fear you'd blow my mind A good book is hard to find What am I to do If we got together What dreams would come true What am I to do When the day is through So as the song goes, what am I to do? This gives us the question that is constantly in our heads, even though sometimes we ignore it. Why? Because if I ask the question, then I have to acknowledge that I can do something to change the present circumstances. In other words, I have a choice. Isn't that something? Isn't that the gift of choice? But we are at times afraid in case we make the wrong choice. We might look stupid. Or we might even upset our kids. What is more important, you feeling like a dick or keeping each other, especially your children, safe? No contest, methinks. And yeah, you can say, well, what would she know about if she doesn't have kids? And yes, you're right. But me not having kids does not stop your responsibility in keeping your kids safe no matter what. And I'm also talking about your internal inner child in the adult self not just your physical kids. Or is it easier to blame somebody else in case your kids tell you that you're a horrible parent from stopping them from doing what they want to do as they see it? Get a grip, people. Stop being such irresponsible adults. Or you can blame, you know, companies. You can blame other individuals. You can blame the government. You can blame everyone that is being negative on social media and or inside or outside your own family. But it comes back to the basic reality. None of those you are blaming were present when your children were conceived. And therefore, the responsibility is down to you at the end of the day. Now, some people listening to this will think, how dare she? How dare she? What's she talking about? How would she know anything about it? I'm not getting it, parents. Because I also include those of us who do not have children but who also have a responsibility to ensure another person's safety, be a child or adult. We all have a responsibility of having a safe environment, of having a happy environment, of having peace. So it's all our responsibility. But we must take our responsibilities seriously. 
there used to be this thing about, you know, the page three in the Sun uh, newspaper. And something struck me, oh, a long time ago, that if we didn't buy the paper, then page three would be obsolete because there would be nobody engaging with it. So what am I saying? I'm saying that if we find harassment, if we find bullying, if we find on social media where somebody is being disrespectful or trying to humiliate a person or trying to bully a person, we need to put a stop to it. Don't allow it to continue. Because it can have, as some people have learned, it can have devastating results and outcomes. Now, there are numerous ways in which social media can affect us or members of our family or friends. And I'd like to share with you just a few of them. Number one, social media can be very, very addictive. Now, although the professionals have never really been in total agreement with internet addiction, or even if it's a real thing, but there is much evidence that it does actually exist. Some university had a look recently over earlier research on the psychological characteristics around its use. And they've concluded that it is plausible to speak specifically around Facebook addiction disorder. Because under the addiction criteria, for example, neglect of personal life, mental preoccupation, escapism, mood-modifying experiences, tolerance and concealing the addictive behaviour is actually present in people who use it. They also found that people who are introverts use it very differently to people who are extroverts as do narcissistic people. It is understood that people have a tendency to undergo a withdrawal from the reality of life while still remaining in the world. For example, those who are taking pictures of what they eat and post it on social media. Why would somebody do that? Who really wants to know what I had for breakfast, lunch or when I'm dining out? Number two, social media triggers sadness and less well-being in a person. It's funny, but if you think about it and take a look at those who use social media constantly, don't they seem more unhappy in themselves? And if that is all we know, doesn't that then leave us with our life satisfaction in the toilet, so to speak? Is it that we have become isolated from society? Think about it. Doesn't frequent face-to-face interactions give us real support and therefore enhance our well-being? Whereas online connections, although okay at times, will only give us a minimal connection, but without the energy and without proper supportive structures. Three, comparing our life with other people's lives. Dear God, aren't all these social media sites only giving us the comparison factor? As we fall into that obvious trap of comparing our lives with those other social media users, as we watch how many likes they have, compared to ours, how many feeds they have, how many shares they've got. Don't we begin to make comparisons with other people's posts? For example, we can feel either better or worse than our friends in what they put into their posts. In fact, this would make people feel sometimes worse about themselves because it's somebody else's life that we're comparing our own to. So it's not our reality, it's somebody else's. Number four. Social media can lead into jealousy, which can also lead into a vicious cycle. Now, this is connected with number three, because if we don't like what we are comparing ourselves to, then we're going to feel jealous. 
This, as we know, can make us behave in a very offensive way. We can do this by making jealous-inducing posts about the other person. And isn't that the beginning of cyberbullying? So our post then has an obvious cycle of abuse. Feeling jealous, making offensive posts, which leads to more jealousy for that person and fear for the other person, who is the object of the jealousy. And so the cycle of abuse continues. Number five. Social media ensures that we have the delusion of thinking it's a great help. The problem with, let's say, take the cycle of jealousy, or any other feeling for that matter, is that we keep coming back to it, even when we know it doesn't make us feel all that great. It's a bit like taking a drug. When we feel slightly better and we think that it's helping, we continue to take it, even though we no longer need it. What this is actually called is our inability to predict our own responses. It's funny, but after some study done, it was actually discovered in the follow-up that they made a compelling case where people, especially young people, felt better after using it, not worse. This in turn was not the case in reality, and it actually began a cycle of other forms of addiction. Number six, and this is my favourite. Having more friends on social media doesn't actually mean that you're more sociable. I think this is hilarious altogether. When I was talking to somebody recently about Facebook and what I'd like to see on mine, the first question I was asked was, how many friends do you have? I thought, why does that make a difference? And I was told, the more you have, the more well-known you are. I had a good conversation around this when I pointed out that they're, they're not my friends. Only a handful out of the 200 plus friends on Facebook have ever even met me. So how in the name of all that is holy could they know me? They know my name and what I do and my basic information, which is what I gave in my profile. They've never met me, so they don't even know what I look like, as I don't have a picture on my profile page. For some people, to be sociable means to be meeting people face to face and enjoying their physical presence. Not a virtual presence. Now, having said all that, I'm not saying that social media is not a good thing. It can be. I use it to stay in touch with family members who are not in the country. It's a great way to be able to share things that happen in your life, that makes you happy or that uplifts you or another person. It is a great way to express oneself. And it can be a wonderful support element in being accepted as to who we are. However, as with any activity, it is always good to use it in moderation and to ensure that it doesn't take away or take over the reality that is your life. For example, how many of us sit at the table or in company and all that we do is look at our phone, answer texts, or look up our social media page, instead of conversing with the people that we're in the presence of? That's reality. So here are a couple of ways that social media is causing a negative impact in our life. When it is taking over from reality, from face-to-face communication. When you are comparing your life to somebody else's life and where this makes you sad or feel bad about your body image. When you have feelings of being inadequate or have low self-esteem. If you experience bullying or harassment. If you are seeing a lot of posts that makes you upset or that it feels inappropriate. If it makes you confused or feels like you've been misled. If you prefer to be on your social media site instead of doing important things like eating, sleeping, sharing time with other people or even exercising. 
When you use social media to distance yourself from what you're feeling. When you feel depressed or anxious whenever you go online. When you feel like you're always missing out, especially when you see what others are doing in their posts. When you are receiving unwanted texts or images. So after all that, if you think you or your children are spending too much time on social media, maybe it's time we had a chat with ourselves around the positive side and the negative side and then putting boundaries in place for us and them to feel safe and secure when they're using it. And there's something I'd like to share with you here. Please remember, there is no point in trying to put boundaries in place when your children are teenagers. If you haven't had them in place when you gave them their first phone, their first laptop or their first iPad. With teenagers, you have to get to know where they're at with it and how they use it. Then you can begin to reparent them into the proper way of usage so that they can grow to understand the benefits, also the dark side, in order that they can refer to the new knowledge instead of what they have been told in Mr. Google or with somebody in the far off corners of the globe through a screen. And for ourselves as adults, that we don't click into something that is degrading, that is disrespectful. We have to be in control as adults. Most, if not all, teenagers want to be accepted for who they are and not for who you want them to be. There was an old phrase which I think still has benefit for us today. And it goes, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. So don't presume you know what your teenager watches or likes or wants. Converse with them. Don't judge them. Don't humiliate them with, I'm your parent, do as I say. You'll do what you're told in this house. And I also don't mean you go around and you you pamper them or give in to their fads. I think what I'm trying to say is for all of us, adults, teenagers and children, be gentle, be compassionate, be a good listener. Be a good source of support, but always be the adult. Stay safe, stay well, namaste.